Coordinate better. I try to fast forward in time. How did you try to, you try to fast forward right now, you dumbass? Oh, I really should have fast forwarded the recording. You scared the shit out of me. What just happened? What just happened? Listeners out there, this is we're trying. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is Thursday night for touchdowns and tangents. I don't know why. Live from the Good right News now. Sports Studio in Hawthorne, California. I'm back this week. Uh, Kenny's here too. He's got some mic difficulties. We actually had some technical difficulties getting on the air for whatever reason. The soundboard and the computer weren't working together. Luckily, we got it fixed. We did the old Apple Genius. Um, Troubleshoot, which is turn it off and reset. So we're here live. Kenny's four Jaeger bombs in six. He's not six. He's lying. I had six Jaeger bombs, bro. You had three. No, I had two in the front. Then I ordered two more, and I had one. Yeah, I didn't. Five. I tell you earlier today to take a math class. It was five. How do you get five from four? And I had one. Well, I'm counting the beer and other stuff I drank today. So yeah. Okay, fine. So five. Uh, yeah. So I guess we have a backup singer, Mike. No, if we need some backup singers. The funny thing is, it's been a really great week. Yeah, it has been a great week. Like it's been like a really good like aside from like uh you know humanity like delving into insanity because now they're saying people who are fully vaccinated don't have to wear masks in public places or social distance so that's just going to create a Hunger Games murder fest. I feel like especially at my job which I feel I'm leaving like next week. The opposite. I feel like the world is on fire. So like that's chlamydia, key, syphilis, like low key with everything that's gone on with the pipeline and. Um, Pipeline. Israel and China and Afghanistan. Palestine. It's like there's a lot of shit going on right now in the world, but we're all kind of distracted by the fact that things are kind of slightly becoming normal. And that, like, you know, we're... Uh, what What is normal at this point? That's, That's what, what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> like, yeah. at, but, like, at this point, it's the like... has HPV. At this point, anything beyond your apartment feels good. Like, <laughs> right? Like, everyone is just tired of being at home. And it just feels great to, like, not have to do that all the time. Unless you're in Europe right now. Because they still on lockdown. Yeah. And apparently Australia is, like, banning international travel. Like, 2022. Yeah. Well, they're not even letting their uh, their own citizens in from India right now. Sucks to suck. Oh, yeah. I always yeah. forget about India, but India is crazy right now, too. Oh, yeah. India is just... Ugh. And we're all over here celebrating, like, yay! 
We're going to open up on July 4th. Yeah, and the country's going to explode. The caldera might erupt. It's, it's just a shit show. It's, it's, uh, like, the fact that people were hyping up the NFL schedule dropping, to me, was kind of weird. It's like, it happens every year. Like. Yeah, but I think it's good. Because people are happy that, like, everything's going back to 100% capacity with games this well, season. Well, that, it's, like, something to look forward to, though, just in general. Like, oh, okay, you get to start making win-loss predictions, like, comparing your team versus another team. Like, you get to start planning, like, oh, okay, I want to go to this game. Or I want to save up to go to this game. So it's just, like, yeah, it's something that happens every year, but it's still a significant part of, like, the off-season process because it's like that. I don't know. It's it's just like that rising action. It's, we're getting a little bit closer. Is it like, like Iron? Is it like Iron Man two, or is it like the first Civil War? Like for me, for me, I think all the games, like the Raider games, I would like to go to any of them. Honestly, just to be in the Legion Stadium, but all the tickets are. High as fuck, like over six hundred dollars. Like I think the Raiders had like the highest, all top ten, the highest tickets on StubHub were Raiders tickets. So outside of Bad Bunny, but like <laughs> if you forget about yeah. that, like if you didn't get your tickets three months ago, you're fucked. But like, so like for a reggaeton guy, I mean, I am occasionally, but like Bad Bunny, cool. I don't listen to his music all the way. <laughs> but like, I Just respect. get the beat there and, you know, yeah, until like, he stops I, understanding I what he's saying. Like, <laughs> I translate it. I'm like, okay, he says something. He just does a little Selena spin every couple of seconds. <laughs> I mean, he was on WrestleMania, too. Did a damn good job. But uh, honestly, Daddy Yankee is my favorite reggaeton artist. So, you know. But yeah, like, going Rome back play, to the Rome schedule. Play was my shit. Going to this, back to the schedule, like, as a Raider fan, so, like, now I had to process the fact that, like, oh, I'm probably not going to go to a Raider game in the first season. All right, whatever. But guess what? Now I know what, who the Chargers are playing. I know the Rams are playing. So now it's like, maybe I'll go to the week two preseason game versus the Rams. Maybe I'll go to October 4th, Monday Night Football, Chargers-Raiders at SoFi. That sounds like a good time. It's also hard, though, because of COVID. Like, we don't even know if tailgating is going to be a thing. Like, are they going to really be at full capacity? Like, they're planning. Are they going to have pods? Are they going to require you to be vaccinated? So, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. The Hollywood the Bowl. Season. The Hollywood Bowl um, is starting their season back up. They already have tickets going for, like, July and August. So, this summer, low-key, is going to be lit if you're grown. But if you're a kid, it's going to suck. <laughs> like... If you're a kid right now, this shit is ass. I'd be like, I want my refund and my time back. Like, my older sister, she sent me a text of, um, it's funny, of, like, a, a cartoon that we both, uh, like, a book we both used to, like, pay attention to when we were kids. It was, um, let me pull this up. Amelia Bedelia by Peggy Parrish. Pictures by Fritz Siebel. What's for me? Lemon meringue pie. I'm like, she just sent me a picture of this and like a bunch of childhood images rushed back to my head. And I'm like, yo, like just the wild shit. That, like you ever like would go to the library as a kid and you find like a bunch of 
Like, I used to go to the library, the Hawthorne Library, and I remember, like, they had a book with, like, Dragon Ball Z anime in it. And then that shit was, like, hardcore anime, like, nudity and everything. And I'm like, how did... It's called a Magna. Yeah, but, like, I was, like... Let's see, third? Once again, Kenny losing his nerd card, but go ahead. I'm pretty this sure... This isn't the not, first time your nerd card has come into question. First off, shut but up. That's okay. You mean manga? You said Magna. Who the fuck is Magna? It's manga, stupid. <laughs> All right, carry see, on. See how you thought you, you know had I that? Can't see how you thought you had that? No, I can't talk. Somebody get a gunshot for me. No, hit a gunshot. Yeah, Pete, see, this is why you can't run the board sometimes, Pete. Sorry. Just like, just like that sorry excuse for a sweater you're wearing right now. Wow. Wow, man. You are bandwagon like... What, you a Rams I'm, fan again? No, nah, I'm mostly fan, just man. mad because, like, man, yeah. earlier this morning, my little sister said that I got the back of my head is shaped like a whopper, and I had no response. <laughs> so I just said, fuck you, and then went back to sleep, and then woke up like it was a brand new day, and went to my job interview. <laughs> and, like, now I'm still mad about it because I really had no comeback. And my little sister has one good joke every seven fucking years, and she said, yo, the back of your head is shaped like a whopper. And I was like, damn, I got a, the back of my, my neck looks like... A fucking Krabby Patty. Like a double Krabby Patty. Like, I think somebody... She sent me a picture of like a 4x4 four four from In-N-Out. I was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. 4x4? Four four? My God. From I In-N-Out. Don't, I don't I was, think I've I was, ever heard of that until now. I was like, the back of my neck... Uh, like oh, Every yeah, fat dude has like... 5x5. Five five. Oh, my God. Like, every, every certain fat dudes have like that... Ne- the back of their neck gets fat. And if you have no neck, it gets even worse. It just looks like one of those fucking uh, caramel toffee commercials... With the candies like slowly being rolled, yeah. Bottom line is the back of my neck is morbidly obese because I have no neck. But whatever. Um, <laughs> back to what? Yeah, back to what I was saying about kids like really getting fucked over in a time like this. Like if you look at the stadiums and like what everybody's doing and the prices of tickets and everybody can't wait for concert season, all this shit is going to involve alcohol. None of these kids can go to this. <laughs> like kids are just out here like can't go to the beach. Like, Santa Monica's wide open, but that's Santa Monica. Other places, it's still like, eh. And then you throw in, okay, to be vaccinated or not to be vaccinated. But if you are, you can, like, go wherever you want. But let's say you had COVID. Vaccinated privilege. But, like, if you've had COVID and you got vaccinated, aren't you still technically a threat since you had COVID? Whereas to somebody who never got vaccinated, stayed in the house the whole time, and never got sick. Like, now it's just going to be so much gray area, and people are going to be arguing with each other that it's like, are you going to actually enjoy these sporting events? Especially in certain pockets, certain cities, certain states. Like, Arizona's apparently wide open. Like, California's kind of slow. Florida has, like become more Florida than ever. They've doubled down. They are like Golden Frieza final form. That's what that's what they are. That's what Florida is. Texas, a lot of these southern states. So when we talk in football, like college football is already gonna be lit. Like blackouts at college football games are going to go up tenfold this season. I'm predicting it. So yeah, I guess with the schedule, hoopla and everything coming out you know, it's it's something to get excited for. Like, let's be honest. We use sporting events as a reason to be social. Yeah. Like, that. 
like a lot of people aren't necessarily sports fans, but you like the environment that a sports, a football to game entails. Getting drunk is a social activity. If you're more than three for, people, for some, if there's more than three people and you all are getting drunk, that's a social function. Even if you at the house, if like once you get to five people, then it's a party at that point. Five people drunk, anything can happen. Then you get, you factor in food, and then there's like activity we can all focus around. It's gonna be crazy. I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I would love to go, for me, I mean, selfishly, in L.A., the first game is going to be the Bears and Rams, so that will be fun in a lot of ways. I mean, St- um, Matt Stafford actually coming out to be um, a Ram in his debut and then go against one of his foes he's played his entire career against the Bears. I mean, that would be – and then in this beautiful stadium in L.A., that's going to have people in it for ones. But like Pete was saying, those tickets are not cheap. Yep. And I don't know if they're going to get any cheaper. I don't think they are. And, and the sad thing is and that's people gonna are going to pay everything. that money, though. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be everything because now people are, you know, they they want to party because they've been in the house for a year. They might have a little bit more money saving up. Like, it's just going to be a mess for everything, honestly. Like, anything worth going to is going to be expensive. Yeah. So. And the price of food is already going up. I think that I read somewhere today that already, like, the price of food and goods has gone up, like, 6% from last year. Oh, really? Yeah, just to kind of keep up with all the stuff that closed. So, I don't know, man. The, the economy is really weird right now. A lot of people, there's a lot of jobs, food service, as Kenny mentioned, that aren't getting filled because people don't want to go back to work. Just want to keep making that EDD. A lot of people don't want to go back to a shitty job at the same time. Is this unfortunate? I mean, yeah, preach. It's both. Yeah, I mean, like food industry. Like I, I, (laughs) one of my friends is like, when I decided to go back to work, he's like, "Why?" I was like, "Because it's time to work." And and uh, this guy unfortunately just got caught like not claiming money during his whole employment, and then got shut off. And I was just like, "Dude, (laughs) what were you thinking?" Like, you got to play it honest because it's just once the government gets involved, if your paper's not right, yeah, it's just not worth it. Like, that's why, like, I have, I've had, like, seven job offers in the past two weeks after I quit my job. Like, my last day is next Friday, which I'm, they have me working next Friday, but I'm off. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, thanks, guys. Thanks for being dicks. Maybe I'll show up. <laughs> I think they're gonna throw me a party. Like nah. this week, this week I was pissed. I was like, just so much stupid shit kept happening. I was like, you know, I, you know, technically I only need a two week notice. I put in a three week notice. I can leave right now, bro. Eric looks like a private right now, taking apart a fucking rifle and putting it back together <laughs> with, this, yeah. with this microphone that uh, suddenly collapsed. Yeah, it hit me in the face. I don't have my tools on me. Sorry. I was like, how did this happen? Like. But yeah, I see that we're playing with protection today, though. Fam, <laughs> <laughs> we got safe. the mic, the mic condoms on today. <laughs> double, double cupped up on a Thursday, double strapped up on a Thursday. All right, other shit that happened this week. Uh, I already talked a little bit about the NFL schedule, but anything else you want to say on that, Kenny? 
Um, yeah. Kenny already Chargers. said I can't sp- speak speak twenty minutes on the schedule release, so that's why. Yeah, we're kind of approaching that. We're at sixteen, bro. What you want to do? You want to you want to take this in overtime? I said, but right, I say, finish your thought. I don't shit to say. I was going to kick it back to you. But we can just get to the next topic because you know I'm I'm fired up for it. That's part of why I had those Jaeger bombs because I just couldn't believe the stupidity of it. But you know. Other People n- trying to sell tickets, so. Other news from the week. The Chiefs traded former first-rounder. The the Chiefs traded for former first-rounder Mike Hughes. Um, he was taken in the 2018 draft by the Vikings. Third-year pro, or fourth-year pro. No, he said third-year pro. 2018, 19, 20. Yeah. Third, fourth, he's entering his fourth season. The Chiefs really just love gambling on former first round pick corners who are like low key busts, and then they get oh, like he's one, a high key bust, and they get like one or two good years out of them. That's how it works. Corners are a lot like receivers; you're always going to find them. I don't think Hughes is a bust though. I feel he, like last well, year was like his first year starting, and he didn't have a pick. But the two years before that, he had picks. He was a slot guy. And they had a bunch of corners ahead of him. So, it's his third year. He hasn't really produced much. What do you call that? (laughs) A bust. I guess. Speaking of a bust, what's next on the docket? On a on a lighter note, sadder note, uh, R.I.P. Cope Brennan. Oh shit! You totally just former Hawaii quarterback. You baited and switched me. That wasn't what I was talking about. You're an uh, asshole. Um, he died. Kenny, do you want to go a little bit more into that? Rest in peace to Cole Brennan. Um, reports coming from his father. He he's in California. He was uh, trying to get into a treatment facility, and they didn't have any beds, so he got turned away. And he was found in a room in a motel um, with drugs in the system that were laced with fentanyl. That's kind of the drug of choice lately. For people who want to get high, they're mixing everything with fentanyl. Um, and it's just really unfortunate. He hasn't really been the same since that traumatic car accident that pretty much ended his career. He had to learn how to walk again. He had, like... Almost severe brain damage. Um, but everybody loved him. Like, they knew he was a good dude. He was just going through stuff. And, you know, at 37, that's too young to go. But a Hawaii legend, a college football legend, for the numbers that he put up at Hawaii, uh, the the great the season they had, I think they went like 13 or 14 and 1. They got killed by Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. But, like, they had such a remarkable season as far as Hawaii goes they went undefeated in the regular season you know it's it's just a legendary moment and you could say they put Hawaii on the map to an extent I mean they kind of were always on the map but they went out and earned respect that year it's just they were outclassed by Georgia because they had Matthew Stafford AJ Green no Sean Moreno. They have five star cats all across the field. It, it really wasn't a fair. It was it was a bad matchup, honestly. But yeah, Cole Brennan, thirty seven, loved by his family, his friends, teammates, and he was posting on IG like every so often. 
And he was really honest about his life and what he was going through. It's just really unfortunate to see that. So, you know, former athletes, a lot of times you forget about them. People move on. But, you know, check on your people. Check on your people. That's, that's all I can really say. Rest in peace. Other news from the week. Um, former Bears left tackle Charles Leno. Leno. Leno signed with the Washington football team. One year, $5 million. Credited Ron Rivera and the offensive culture for why he is going to the Bears. He was a starter last year. Had a solid season. Um, I mean, for a starting tackle, $5 million is a pretty good value. And he's still a relatively young player on the right side of 30. So. And he's played at a high level at times in his career. A Boise State product. They always usually have one guy who can... Who, They've had a couple guys from Boise State get drafted and make it as left tackles of this league. So, salute to Boise State, offensive lineman. And, yeah. I mean, he, he, he had a pretty good year with the Bears last year. And it's, I was kind of sad when I saw him go, but you got to understand why they got to go sometimes. Plus, our, mean, off, our offense was horrendous. So Yeah. All right. Speaking of horrendous. And the one that Kenny's been wanting to get offensive. to. The one Kenny's been dying to get to. <laughs> Living to get to. Uh, livid. Former Florida quarterback, uh, semi-pro MLB player, renowned Christian. Touchdown Jesus. Uh, Florida touchdown Jesus. Tim Tebow signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are coached by his former college coach. Urban Meyer. He's set to play tight end. He's 33 years old. He hasn't played an NFL game in eight years. And he got a job before Colin Kaepernick. He got a job before Eric Reed, Earl Thomas. He got a job before cats who didn't get drafted this Eric year. Barry. He got a job before guys who didn't even get drafted this year, who fucking played four years, who've been playing tight end their whole life. That's my issue. Like, do you think he still runs a 4-7? I don't care if he stays in great shape. He can't be a fullback. Like I said, if Tim Tebow was black, he would have been Michael Robinson. They would have made him play fullback. And Michael Robinson ended up going to a Pro Bowl and winning a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. And Michael Robinson played QB at Penn State and running back and receiver and eventually played in that Rose Bowl game where USC clapped him. But he eventually became a fullback. So, and shout out to Eric. He has amazing technological skills. I kind of fumbled at the beginning. I had to redeem myself. It happens. It happens. <laughs> you're forgiven for you're forgiven for the shock G memorial. He, he put the mic back together. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's just we could take out white privilege. It has nothing to do with him being a Christian, by the way. It has nothing to do with him being from that area. Um, the biggest issue is he don't fucking deserve it. Like, yeah. there's nothing he's done in his career that would say, yeah, 33, I can play tight end. T.O. at 40 is a better any kind of football player than um, Tim Tebow. Chad Johnson right now, I'd take at receiver. And he'd be a damn good receiver for the Raiders. Well, who do you think publicity-wise is taking the biggest hit out of this? Is it Tim Tebow? Is it Coach Meyer? Uh, um is it is it the coach? Is it the new quarterback? Is it the the organization itself? I mean, who's really taking the the brunt of it? Because this really is not going 
that well as far as publicity. The organization, they just want to sell tickets if that's the case. But Urban Meyer has brought in a racist and Chris Doyle, who had to pretty much got fired. And like, well, it is every, Jackson, he's, like I don't trust <laughs> his decision, his moral decision making as a man. Like, Urban Meyer's proven every step of the way. He makes questionable moral decisions, ethical decisions that might morally bankrupt your program. Chris Doyle. Uh, I just think. at Ohio State with, where there was a wife-beating situation. And it was covered up. Um, and he conveniently leaves because he has to take time off for his family. And then you bring in Tim Tebow, who has no right to even still be in the NFL anymore. Like, there's no justifiable way. Like, yeah, Tim Tebow, I'm not mad at him for taking the opportunity. Somebody offers you an opportunity, you take it. But the fact that he was even given just proves my point. When Urban Meyer gets fired in two years or three, two and a half years, don't say I didn't warn you. If Tim Tebow tries to take over the quarterback room and tries to be a leader, somebody should punch his ass in the mouth on that defense. He should be getting roughed up every time he looks at a football because he doesn't belong out there. And as a player, I wouldn't even respect Urban Meyer coming in the door if I see that corny uh, old boys club bullshit he's pulling. And to your point, Eric, I think that is why Urban Meyer is taking the biggest hit is because a lot of players are – Questioning the move. Former players. A lot of players in the locker room right now, according to reports, are livid and and don't understand. And I I think that's part of, like, and to Kenny's point, bringing up the strength trainer that he hired when he first got on and then ended up resigning because of the PR hit. But it's just like, you don't. Like, there are certain hills you want to die on. Like, I get you want to be innovative. Like, I get you want to bring people into the league that know your program and your system and your style. But, bro, you've coached at Ohio State. There are plenty of other guys in the league or on the fringe of the league over the past five years who you could go ahead and sign to bring in that culture. You don't need to get Tim Tebow. And not just that, but, like, with... Everything that Trevor Lawrence is as a prospect, you want to put as much around him as you can. And so far, the Jaguars are kind of set up to do that. You know, they have good players, skilled players. The O-line is solid. Like, their team is solid. But I just don't know if you want to bring that distraction into your locker room when you're already competing in a tough division with the Colts and the Titans and you have this all-world quarterback who is going to be the focus point of your offseason like, and your season. Like, Why do you want to take away from that by bringing in Tim Tebow and making this whole sideshow? And um, I want to point out, he's never fucking played tight end before. <laughs> like, by that logic, A... Uh, Pete should be running um, Google right now. Eric should be running. Uh, pick a pick a company. You should be running a fucking airline right now. I mean, Lo- Logan Thomas <laughs> right. did it right. Keep but Logan mask Thomas on, played. <laughs> Q, Logan Thomas played tight end out of high school oh, see, and at Virginia that. Tech. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then yeah, he played some receiver. They had him at tight end. Then they switched him to QB. Like. 
Marquise Gray played wide receiver, played QB at Minnesota, then switched to wide receiver, then switched to tight end. David Osbury, wide receiver at Gardena, wide receiver at USC, then switched to tight end in the NFL. Like, they switched in their prime, in their 20s. Like, yeah. Everybody I can point to, Darren Waller switched to tight end in his prime. Yeah. Tebow, I just want to play tight end. Herbin. Has anybody ever seen this guy block? If anything, I feel like it was There's Urban a, who came to him and was like, hey, yeah. Tim, come back. Play tight end. It's not college football, bro. That's what I'm saying. I don't He's think never, Tim Tebow went to him and was like, hey, coach, let me play tight end. I wouldn't be surprised if Tebow did. Tebow had no business playing for the Mets. He was trash. That's yeah. why he didn't make it up. He took somebody else's spot. He wasn't trash. He was mediocre. <laughs> he was mediocre. He wasn't trash. So, no. They hyped him up as though he was a great baseball player in high school. So if you were such a great pro in the NFL, and we know you were a shitty QB in the NFL, and Demarius Thomas carried you. But that's why baseball is a hard sport. Like Okay, but... You're talking about the good players hit, what, like 283, 320? What was his justification? And the bad players hit 240. What was his justification? So you're talking about like, you're talking about one at hit out of ten, is the difference between being okay and great. Okay, what was his justification for getting in a major league baseball contract? He didn't get a major league baseball contract. He was a triple A, double A, whatever. What minor was, league player. How do you justify giving him a minor league deal when there are cats who've been playing baseball their whole life? I just told you. Think you think they didn't sell tickets off Tim Tebow's you. name? I'm not saying he did it. They did that, and and people tried to make a false equivalent, like, "Well, Jordan did it," so you're comparing Michael Jordan to Tim Tebow. But what I'm saying is, that is kind of time? like, no, he wasn't a pro, but he wasn't that bad either. Like, he was a journeyman minor league player with average. He took somebody stats. else's spot. But I'm telling you, he didn't just take somebody else's spot. Yes, he, he still did, did the numbers. He yes, still he did, did what he was supposed to do. He just wasn't great. He was great. in the Mets organization. He wasn't so he good. Was a, he was a, he was he. You could have put somebody else. There's a lot of players like unknown. that. That's what. That's okay, why baseball so, is a hard sport, bro. So there's a lot a of people. But you're making there's a point. lot of people who play for ten years in the minor leagues and don't go anywhere. But they're not. And they're a drafted high, high. They're not a Hall of they're Fame. They're drafted high. They're not a college football Hall of Fame quarterback either. Yeah, but they're they don't probably sell tickets really like good Tim Tebow, in high school and college. Do they sell tickets like Tim Tebow? No, because no, you never heard of them. No. But that's what I'm saying. He's a distraction because he's not good at anything he really does other than being the poster Christian white boy for sub, for conservatives and speaking at the uh, Republican I'm Democratic not disagreeing with you. All, all I'm saying shit. is, like, don't, like, over devalue like like you don't need him you don't need to make Tim Tebow sound way worse than he was to make the point that you're making okay but I'm saying you have to because nobody black is getting that opportunity you're making it sound like he only hit like I'm saying a one, high school kid one at bat a high school and just was a designated hitter no and you're just missing was my like, point you're missing my point a high school kid could have done the same thing he did and eventually got that could have been somebody else's break to get to the next level. He was never going to make it to the Mets roster. 
So you wasted a spot on but somebody. But I'm telling you, a lot of those players are never going to make it to the Mets That's roster. fine, but they didn't come in off the preface of, you know what, this is a hobby of mine. I just want to fucking do it. Are you okay, Eric? Long day. <laughs> it's like it's like I can't just be like, you know what, I want to be a high school football coach just for the shit of it. And yeah, then, you could actually. I could. But just for the shit of it, you could actually do that. But not, but just for the shit of it, you could actually do not that. Not because I actually want to do that long term. You life. could actually do I'm that doing it for clout. You could actually do that and go four and six. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you were the worst high school coach ever. But that's I what can, you're doing. But he I'm was not, four and six. I'm not and you're one making of the greatest sound, high school football players of all time. He, I'm, he not four getting, and I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. You're making it sound like he never won a game. You're making it sound like he never won a game and went 0 and 24 and was like the about, worst. Do I talk about former NFL ever. players coaching high school football and not being good at it? <laughs> okay then. All right. You see, so what do you understand my point? That, I like, understand your you point. You could have replaced him I with somebody who probably needed that break and then would have eventually became like a Vlad Guerrero Jr. I understand your point, but it's also like a lazy point in that you could say that about any player who doesn't make it to the league. Okay. One. But he had and a shot. Two, he had his turn. And two, like That's what I'm saying. He that's had why turn. baseball is a hard sport, bro. Like I get it. You you can be a top fucking drafted player and never play in the fucking league. Okay. He had his turn at football. And he's been given a turn he didn't deserve. So now somebody who could have made that roster and been the next Robert Tanyan will not get that chance. Again, bro. You think he's but not going to be giving Trevor like, Lawrence QB advice? What I'm saying is you could say that about any no, player in the minor. No, league. there's nobody. James Harrison got pushed out the league. There's no former NFL player who could still play like a T.O. or a Chad Johnson getting allowed back to come play DB. Just stop, bro. Like Chad Johnson, they're not saying, saying? Hey, the Bengals are what like, are hey, saying, Chad Johnson, bro? you want to come play corner for us? Do you want Chad Johnson? Yeah, to play nobody corner wants Chad Johnson to play corner, bro. I mean, he has great hands. But, but do you understand corner. my point? Like, yes, he's an accomplished player, but his time's over. Well, okay. like, I blame yeah. the decision makers who are doing this because the optics look bad. There's no justifiable reason you can waste a roster spot in COVID for a franchise that ain't one shit, and you didn't get it tight in a free agency. You threw all this money around, but you don't have a tight end, really. You, who's their starting tight end? I agree with what you're saying. What I'm saying is you're just, you're like saying Taking that, out my Tebow You're just sitting on Tebow's baseball career, one. And no, two, a point. you're overvaluing a roster spot because, yeah, you're saying well, like. I'm overvaluing a roster yeah, spot you're on saying, an NFL team? You're, no, on an MLB. That we're talking to, about MLB. We're, talking, oh, we're talking about MLB. I'm, I'm not. Because you still haven't. You still haven't. I have. Like, it's hot in here, by the way. All I'm trying to say is, like, if anything, Tim Tebow probably saved somebody else from playing another year oh. in the fucking MLB and making $10,000 and not doing shit. Like, don't overvalue a fucking MLB minor league roster spot. Yeah, that's not. It's not that great, bro. Okay. Like, would you be rather? Would you rather have a shot to live your dream and be in the in the <clears throat> and it be in the mail room or never get a shot at all. 
Because of nepotism It depends bro Which If one? I've already been working In the mailroom For six years And I ain't fucking Moving up Then yeah I probably need to get The <laughs> fuck out of that mailroom And let somebody else come in Like yeah Maybe if I'm fresh out of high school Then there's probably Gonna be other mailrooms That I can get into Besides just this one like. But they let him Switch positions do you understand that? They let him switch positions to something he has never played I'm before. I'm not talking about the NFL. I already life. agree with I already told you I agree with but you. But it's the same thing All with I'm the saying NFL. Is I don't agree with you shitting I'm on not, his baseball career and make saying did you that watch he his, took Did you watch his and baseball career? And that he took a baseball spot because like He took somebody's spot. Baseball purists, a lot of them believe he took somebody's spot and they sold tickets using Tim Tebow's name. That's a fact. They sold the more Mets tickets. The Mets also won a fucking World Series at that time. Did you just say the Mets won a World Series? They were in the World Series at that time. Did they win it? I think they did win a World Series. No, they fucking didn't. They lost. Okay. They got two World don't Series. Ever, don't ever say the Mets won a World Series in this era. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Fam. The way I don't talk basketball, you can't talk baseball. You just said the Mets won a World Series. Jordan, like every Yankees fan is fuming at you right now. Bro, making the World Series as a Met is winning the World Series. That might be the title. All right, go to your fucking but, college football, but it, bro. Any, anyway, anyway, bottom line is, when it, just to close out this Tebow thing, if if he gives Trevor Lawrence advice, somebody needs to beat his ass. Somebody needs to, like, throw football. Like, you don't get to get... This dude is Peyton Manning with fucking Tony Romo athleticism. Probably even more. You don't get to give Trevor Lawrence QB advice. Just shut the fuck up and try to make the team as a tight end. If I was Trevor Lawrence, I wouldn't even throw his ass the ball. Oh, you went in the right hey, spot, hey, Tim. Hey, hey, you missed the block, hey, Tim. Hey, you don't get the ball, hey, Tim. And then if he doesn't make the team, they'll say he looked great and then try to garner some bullshit excuse to give him another fake opportunity he doesn't deserve. I don't like people like that. I don't like people like that who really don't have the talent to get the fucking job done, but they keep getting opportunities for some reason. Like, that, whether it's nepotism, whatever, that's whack to me. And anybody who conducts themselves in that way, I know your business is probably trash. Like, you didn't make it successful. You probably showed up to something successful, no matter what walk of life it is. Like, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be successful in the NFL head coach. I don't see him even making it out of his first contract. If he makes a wild card, what are you going to what are you gonna do? I'll be like... What are you going to do? Say it right now in the air. What are you going to do? What am if I going to do? Jacksonville makes a wild card this and they year, win? what are you doing? If they win a playoff game. If they get in the playoffs, what are you going to do? I mean, 17 games. What you are you going to do? You're still ducking the question. What are you going to do? I mean, a round of drinks on me. That's all you got? Round you're, drinks are already on you. Yeah, you're, <laughs> already, you're so adamant Jacksonville is going to be sorry and shitty, bro. Up to bed. I'll throw, I'll throw uh, um, a food party of your choice. Bro, you do that every other month. Come on. <laughs> y'all pick something, something better. Y'all pick something for me Give to us do something better. Y'all pick something for me to do. I'm not coming in here with a Tim Tebow jersey. I'll fucking tell you that much. I'll fight you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what that it is, bro. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're wearing a Tebow wearing jersey Tim and Tebow a Garner mushroom mustache. I will rock the shit out of a Garner Mitchell jersey, first off. No, no mustache. a mustache. Cool, because I'm not wearing jorts. Yep. That, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> jorts, <laughs> a mustache, yeah, Nobody wants to see Tebow. me in jorts. Yep. 
Duval, where, where, and, and then a mullet yep. wig. We get to dress you for an episode. That's what it is, bro. Yeah, That's yep. disgusting. That's yep, if, uh, it's on air right now. Jacksonville makes the playoffs this year. We get to dress Kenny up for an episode. I'm wearing a bag on my head. All right, that'll that'll, that'll work with Duval Gunner. I might wear a ski mask. No, it's Florida. They wear ski masks though. You gotta own it. All right. Well, back to school. Whew, okay. All right. Stalling? Not stalling. Just had to take a deep breath because that was a lot. And, yeah, if, the, if Trevor Lawrence is good at advertising, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, if he's as great as advertised and they're actually good, good, I'm fucked. <laughs> but if Tebow gets cut and doesn't now. make – if Tebow, <laughs> Tebow has to be on the roster, he has to make the uh, – nah, he has to make the team. If he doesn't make the team and the nah, Jaguars the are good. Nah, no. the bet's on no. Urban Meyer. No. You said you don't think Urban Meyer is going to be successful as a coach. You said you don't think he's going to make it out of his first contract. Fine, fuck it. I'll let it ride, yeah. Right. <laughs> let the bet stand. Let the bet stand. This is dangerous, man. This is really dangerous. So the Pac-12, <clears throat> speaking of other things I've been railing on. We'll get you a custom girl, too. I'm with that. Goatee, looking like Kodak. You got it. You have, you have to pay for it. Nah, I'll get you like a grill from like Spencer's Gifts where like, some yeah. of the teeth are missing. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, true, the, ja- true gum- Jacksonville. Just go, to <laughs> Rain- just go to Rainbow and find me a, some shit. A, gum- a gumball machine one. Okay. Wow, like because of Takashi 69? No. Gross. All right, so Pac-12 hired MGM Resorts executive. Didn't somebody jo- moss Takashi this week? Antonio Brown. I, that's what I was gonna put. Oh yeah, that was. I was that's right. You I forgot about that. He was like your boy. I was like, shut that, up. That's Kenny. your boy. Your boys out here catching passes on a federal informant that got people killed. But you know, it's a whole other story. Uh, so yeah, the Pac-12 hired MGM Resorts executive George Kilikoff. I don't even. I'm not even gonna pretend like I know how to say his name. Um, Sounds so he's he's replacing Larry Scott. So, yeah, he's going to take over July 1st. He got unanimous support from all Pac-12 presidents and the chancellors. And, well, he's never, he has, like, virtually no experience in the college football space. Um, He was the president of entertainment and sports for MGM Resorts International, and he held it since 2018. He served as a member on the WNBA Board of Governors, uh, BET, MGM, and Cirque de Soleil Entertainment Group. Um, and he was previously the executive vice president of business with MLB Advanced Media from 2003 to 2006, chief digital officer at NBC Universal from 2006 to 2008, and a board member and interim CEO at Hulu from 2007 to 2008. And he was Previously a board member for A and E from twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. So one thing I guess he knows how to do is uh T V deals and marketing and such and I'm just saying if you're listening, you know, the PC three really should happen. That's the only way you're gonna <laughs> beat Alabama. Sense. Like I'm telling you, just say, you know what? The Pac twelve is is laying its domain. Everything on the West Coast is ours. 
just take in all the just just combine with the Mountain West. You know, you could have like hell, you could have four subdivisions and and a championship game. You could have like a sixteen game season if you wanted to. Like Northwest versus the the Southwest versus the Mountain West versus whatever you want to call that fourth division. I'm just saying, if your goal is to make the Pac-12 marketable, you have to treat every school like you're trying to market them like they're a superpower. Because, hell, you watch the SEC Network, and all the I see all these episodes about Missouri, Kentucky, all these other schools, and I'm like, y'all don't. Y'all not competitive like that. Alabama ran through all of y'all. But it's the SEC network, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, that's just my whole... The PC3 is, is a thing. It should be a thing, and it should happen. But yeah. It'll be interesting to see what TV deals he gets done, because nobody watches the Pac-12 network. And you can't find it when games are on. So hopefully they fix that, because there's actually... Yogi Roth, there's a lot of dope reporters for the Pac-12 Network, and they do a lot of great work, and the stories are really dope, and the analysis is really good. So hopefully they fix that problem. Okay, so Ohio State banned a female massage therapist from campus, and Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State Board revoked her, her medical license after inappropriate behavior with several Ohio State players. So she got me too'd. Uh, okay, so she's an independent massage therapist. The Ohio Medical Board permanently revoked her license. The, events, the investigation revealed she engaged in inappropriate and exploitive behavior targeting members of the football team. The unnamed therapist will no longer be allowed on campus or at locations where students reside. The school also served her with a cease and desist order regarding any additional contacts with students, coaches, or staff. Uh, the report released by Ohio State states that the 41-year-old therapist who lives roughly two hours from campus used social media to offer massages to Buckeye football players by saying that she owned a legitimate massage therapy business. The investigation found that she had intended to engage in sexual encounters with football players. This behavior occurred from 2018 to 2021, mostly in off-campus residences and hotels. She did not extort the football players or participate in any form of financial coercion. Uh, they said our first concern and top priorities for the safety and well-being of our student-athletes. Uh, Ohio State University said in a statement, with the days of learning these allegations, the university quickly launched an independent investigation on the matter and experienced legal and compliance resource. Barnes and Thur- Thornburg led the independent investigation and completed its work. Uh, they found that no university or athletic department staff had knowledge of the massage therapist activities. Our actions were part of a scheme to exploit football student athletes and were in violation of her state license. Damn. So uh, you, I wonder, like, if uh, all the stuff that with Deshaun Watson happened off in this offseason, would this still be, um, I don't know, as a huge you, story? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, not necessarily a huge story, but like, I mean, would it even be in the intention of even the of Ohio State, you know, since it's been brought up? Because it can open a, a whole other can of worms, too. I mean, she's preying on young men. I mean, she's cougaring for sure. And it's like, well, 
but society would dictate that women preying on men isn't necessarily a bad thing. Didn't Lisa Ann do the same thing? Oh, she fucked that Notre Dame player? Yeah. Yeah, that was cloud chasing and nasty. Like, <laughs> if I was that kid's mom, I would have beat her ass. Like, why are you fucking young black college athletes? You, like, she she's even said some kind of racist shit. And Pinky was like, I would have beat her ass. So, there's porn star beef between Pinky and Lisa Ann. And other... <laughs> But porn is inherently racist. Like, it's some of the most racist shit in the whole industry. People have already come out and said it. And, but anyway, back to the massage therapist. Um, so they did it for transparency. They're making the report available. Um, all records of it are available. Um, and all the student-athletes on the football team, coaches and staff, participated in it. Um... They didn't find any NCAA violations. So they made all the behavior that she was doing available. Ohio State interviewed 117 current and former football players in the investigation, 34 of whom said that they knew of her, mostly through social media. 20 football players told investigators that they only received massages, and five players acknowledged that they engaged in sexual activities with the therapist. Holy shit. All right. That's uh was money exchanged? Uh, that's uh interesting. Yeah. Just, that's how the story ends. Holy shit. That is a lot. Can't exploit these young kids. And is it exploitation? But if you're 41 and you know like I think she just had more fun than anything. She's I probably feel like got, I just got popcorn red. Did you just say popcorn? Because you guys are all looking at, at me to like say something. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> this man wasn't paying attention. No, he never pays to... attention during the college anyway. <laughs> this, is like a crucial, this is a crucial fucking story. This, this, is, this is when Pete usually goes use the bathroom or eat some pad thai or something. <laughs> usually pad thai that I bought too, you fucking asshole. With his bare hands. <laughs> No, no it's from yesterday's Carl's Jr.'s cup, you know? <laughs> yeah. He ain't passed out well, with a napkin. I mean, if we're really talking about it, I mean, I think there's one of us at this table who's a clear uh, expert in massage parlor culture. Why are you talking about yourself? So, <laughs> I've never even been to a massage parlor. Really? Nope. <laughs> Ask him to take you. He <laughs> 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 wants to go. <laughs> This place. <laughs> this place is good. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh shit! Mr. Kraft was there I last week. I you don't know? Hear, <laughs> do, I, do I hear an objection for the defense? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just want to know why my name is being drug into this. I, like, we're talking we, about a forty-one-year-old we woman. It, we kept you anonymous until then. You know <laughs> <laughs> why is my name being dragged? He just said. You just said. Well, we'll take him. <laughs> you, said, I mean, you said ask him to take are him. Out there, there's him. three voices and one three people in here. <laughs> All I'm saying is, man. Massage parlors are a hell of a drug. I think that's. I mean, you shouldn't be doing drugs at massage. <laughs> that's the title. Massage yeah. parlors are a hell of a drug. Actually, no. I'll tell you straight up. Yeah, don't do you drugs were... and get massage. I remember my friend was actually um, training shit. to be uh, a massage therapist, and I was smoking a blunt, drinking with her, and all of a sudden I passed out. 
And it's because um, when they massage you, your your blood goes faster, so yeah. it hits you harder. And like, I just woke up on the ground. I looked at her. I was like, "What the fuck did you do to me?" Like, <laughs> 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 well, uh, my pants. I mean, you were. In- <laughs> oh my god! You violated my spirit. <laughs> This is an go to Ohio story. State. <laughs> this is a one-sided affair. This is an off-air conversation. <laughs> We're sharing it with everybody. But I hope I my know, like, it's just predatory what she did. And I mean, if they smashed, I mean, it's not not predatory, right? And if she just wanted to smash, I mean, if they're eighteen, I guess. What if they weren't? I mean, but even even so, like. There's still you can still be predatory with someone who's without money involved. over eighteen. Like it's more of just like okay, if you have a relationship, like whatever that relationship entails, doesn't necessarily include sex. So if you're making it include sex without that person's consent, then there's an issue there. Because we found out Larry Nasher's name, but we didn't find out her name. Hmm. So like what I'm saying is like because like, I feel like when it's like when some women think men can't be raped, that I, I feel like there's not really any pretension being a pay to this a because the Sean Watson thing is crazy and there's a bunch of other shit going on but most importantly, it's a woman having sex with a bunch of young men and from a societal standpoint. Nobody like wants to call a woman a rapist or a sexual predator, and this is this sexual predation. If the if they if the state board takes your medical license, didn't you do something that was predatory? Yeah. Like if they interviewed all these people, all these players, and some of them say five of them say yeah we had sex, and a bunch of other ones say it was only a massage. Like. And all the avail- all the information is available now, so I'm gonna go look for it and read all that shit up and get back to you guys. But I just want to point that out there. Like, if this was a man doing this to a women's basketball team, and let's say five of the women said, "Yeah, uh, I had a massage and I had sex with this dude," would his name not be plastered everywhere? I mean, it's kind of like what the UCLA gym coach, uh, gymnastics coach. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, I mean, well, oh, yeah, no, she, the fe- yeah, she's a female. Oh, the, the, she had allegations, and then she just retired. Yeah, and gracefully, but she had allegations against her too. Now, like with the song girl story we talked about with USC, like she claimed her innocence. The coach who retired, who was legend, but like ten women came out and spoke on their experiences, and it was horrible. So it's like we, I feel like, are we picking and choosing who we believe, or are we just totally not ignoring the predatory cesspool that is college? I mean, I went to college for girls. What I'm saying, did older women try to, like, have sex with you? Yes. <laughs> for In a predatory fashion? Or I was mean, it mutual? I didn't mutual. Yeah. I mean, See? That's fine. I mean, I was a young college kid. <laughs> but this chick was 41. Yeah, that's kind of... Like, that old enough to be somebody's mom. I mean, some of them are moms. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, yeah, she got her medical license taken. Is she going to get any jail time? Like, I feel like this isn't enough punishment 
for how harsh the punishment is. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, though, like, with, like now, with nowadays, the thing, things are coming down on it now. It's like, I mean, even 10, maybe even five years ago, like, that's just not a thing. Then nobody even thought of it or even stuff like this has been probably happening for a very long time. People it's just, just, it's just now it's been, I don't know. Some people may call it woke culture, but you know, things are out and about. It's like know? a culture of accountability. I guess what they're calling it. But like there are teachers, female teachers out here, fucking kids. They've been doing that forever. Yeah. Like we don't throw female teachers in jail as much as we throw male teachers in jail who fuck their students. That's true. So, like, are we going to get off that, like, women are predators, too? Well, there was a South Park episode about that. And it's kind of funny. Cause, Harrison? Yeah. Or no, no, it was, it was Ike. And Ike, Ike little, um, what is this? Not Stan's, uh, the, the, um, Kenny's, not Kenny's brother. But, um, Ike is, uh, uh, I, is the redhead. Yeah, Kyle's little Kyle's brother. Kyle's little brother. And, he, and Ike was hooking up with his kindergarten teacher. And all the cops were like, you mean the hot one? Nice. But, yeah, it's just different now. It was, it's it's just weird that like, this story isn't getting like attention like that. Yeah. Like this broke, but like this is worse than an NFL player doing this because Deshaun Watson's a grown ass man doing yeah. things with other grown ass adults and raunchy things happen. Something's acceptable, something's unacceptable. Maybe it's a fetish that he started in college. Maybe it's massage, but that's the thing. Like that goes even further into like just the relationship of the sex trade. Yeah. Like sometimes it's consensual. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's reciprocated. Sometimes it's not. And once you know where the line is, you either go over it or you stop and totally retreat. In this case, like what if she just wanted to fuck football players? That's, now, it. now, are we going to get into kink shaming? Because that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> you got you have to listen to like just a dope ass podcast or Ladies Night or uh, Never Not Extra or um, you know like you got to you got to listen to like all, all the shit on the Good News Talk side. They'll they'll give you more you know concise cultural commentary on kink shaming and how this would apply. But this is some wild shit, and we really don't talk about this in college sports. But on to the next one. Um, speaking of debauchery, Northwestern Athletic Director, he quits 10 days on the job after a controversy around him being promoted. Uh, what was this controversy? Mike Poliski resigns 10 days after 10 days on the job amid lawsuit controversy. So... It's surrounding his promotion from his prior post as deputy athletic director for external affairs. Detractors have criticized the hiring. He's among four defendants in a lawsuit filed against the university in January by a former Northwestern cheerleader. More abuse and shit. The lawsuit alleges that cheerleaders were being presented as sex objects to titillate the men that funded the majority of Northwestern's athletic programs, according to the Chicago Tribune. Uh, sound a little Daniel Snyder-ish with the Washington Redskins cheerleaders, Pete? Possibly. Pete's not paying attention at yeah, all. You son of a bitch. Your hairline is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, so anyway. yeah, it's just, again, it's just this culture that needs to be, I don't know, 
tamed. I mean, like the whole the whole NCAA kind of thing, especially with football and basketball, is just it's it's just awful. Because I mean, it, it's at a point where it's just like it's openly exploiting these people, to, and then if they actually try to make something off their names, they're they're getting punished and banned from it, and they're exploiting sex trafficking almost to an extent with their own cheerleaders and everything. Yeah, because so. cheerleaders definitely get sexually exploited. Oh yeah, big time. Some of them don't all. Not all of them have like long skirts and shit. There's song girls. There's the cheerleaders. There's dancers. Like, depending on how you run your program, it can get risque. But um, so they said the story goes on through a group of alumni, donors, and Northwestern athletes wrote a letter to the Northwestern Board of Trustees supporting Polinsky on Wednesday. Uh, it wasn't enough to salvage it, so pretty much so. Like based off you know the challenges of the case and everything, they can't allow him to like effectively lead the department. So, yeah, mm. the president, Northwestern's president, uh, Marty Shapiro, previously defended the hiring of Poliski, who was alleged to have been dismissive of the former cheerleaders' harassment claims. And he said, I, I understand and respect your decision. So, if I had money, or if every school in America, every college, has at least one sexual harassment complaint from a woman, whether it be a cheerleader, uh, a trainer, whatever, in the sports department, there's going to be at least one sexual harassment, whatever lawsuit... If I had a dollar for all that, I'd be, I'd be rolling in millions of dollars. Like, I chose these three stories for a reason, mainly those last two, because it's like, where where does it end? With the abuse and the scandals in college, like, first they can't make money off their names; they're getting pimped and prostituted out. They don't have any rights. But they're told to act like professionals. So would that be a reflection of the world world where you get pimped out and you don't have any rights? You don't have any uh, ways to sue or protect your name or defend your name? Is it just a doggy dog kind of world when it comes to these situations? Are these kids who go to college with dreams and then they're scarred forever because of some horrible shit that happened to them? Like, are we just... We just say, oh, well, get over your trauma. Like, stop living in the past. Or do we actually try to correct the system? I don't know. It's something for y'all to think about. It's something for y'all to think about when y'all send y'all kids to college. Um, And you got to, like, really be honest with them. Let them know that this world will fuck you. And not give you a Kleenex afterwards. But anyway, on to uh, other things. Take a tangent. Tom Brady's daddy calls into Boston radio show to say his son is going to beat the Patriots' ass. This is a turnover. Why does Tom? I said, wait, take, we're a, take tangent, a tangent, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> Boo this man! Give me the give me the boards. Give me the, <laughs> hit a, a gunshot. <laughs> hit the ice tea one, please. Whatever. I can't Either hear myself. Way, hey, hey, Either way. I'm gonna take the podcast off. Either way, either way, why the fuck does Tom Brady's dad keep calling into Boston Sports Radio? 
Like I would love it if my parents trolled too. Okay, but yeah, like your son's the greatest quarterback ever. Like, greatest player in that, he, pit, he, in that team. He doesn't history. need you to talk shit to him on Boston Radio. Now like, fuck that. Let your friends like, talk shit for you. Well, I hope he's getting fucking paid and not like a fucking WWE NXT star contract. Like he's over here creating fucking national headlines with his call in trolls. Well, that means more people are going to watch the game, which is actually more money than Brady's pockets. Because TV rights deals. But, I mean, yeah, he said they're going to beat them soundly and favorably. And let's just be honest. If I'm looking at the Buccaneers roster and I'm looking at the Patriots roster, I think they'd beat the shit out of the Patriots, too, before all this happened. And he averaged 289-yard passing yards a game last year. He would need to average that much to beat Drew Brees's, um to surpass Drew Brees on the uh, all-time touchdown or all-time passing yards list. So, I'm all, I think it's fantastic that his daddy's out here talking shit on his son's name. He he came out of his daddy's nuts. You should be allowed to brag on your children. So, salute to Tom Brady's dad. Yeah. All right. Well, adding on to the drama in Wisconsin, the Packers signed former first round uh, pick Blake Bortles. Does anybody uh, care? I actually do care. I think it's a good signing. He played with uh, Matt Lafleur, who's the Green Bay Packers head coach right now. Played with him. He played under him for one year. Was when it his thirty-five year QB coach. thirty-five touchdown season? No, it was. Uh, his first year as a backup with the Rams. So he knows. So that doesn't count? Yeah, but he knows the system. And as you alluded to, Blake Bortles has had one good season in his seven-year career. Kerry Collins actually had more than one good season, but he's Kerry Collins. So, I mean, he's he's a yeah, but that decent year contingency was good. player. He was carried by a really good defense. And receivers. And yeah. Alex Hearn, Hearn, Alan Hearns and Allen Robinson. Which, by the way, Allen Robinson had 102 catches last year. Yeah. No drops. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. I'm glad he's back. Darren Waller, 107 catches, two drops. Well, I mean, at the same time, you know, with all this drama going on in, in, in Wisconsin and Green Bay, it's just like at the end of it, because, you know, their first goal, I think this is more a safety net than anything because their goal is really to have Aaron Rodgers back. And, and at this point, where is Aaron Rodgers going to play? I mean, what trade would would even Green Bay actually accept for the last year's MVP? WTF would be the only one. I mean, what would and, and for what though? What would they do? A five years worth of yeah, like five years worth of first round picks. I and mean, rusher. I mean, there's no way they'll give up Chase. They're not giving up Chase or Sweat. Yeah, it's up a linebacker or a corner, maybe Landon Collins. I, I, Washington right now, I think, is at a point where they just need a decent quarterback. They don't need to swing for the fences for a, a you know, a first uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, is is uh, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Green Bay will fix whatever they do with Aaron Rodgers, or I honestly think Aaron Rodgers is just not going to play because what deal is going to be good enough? But at the same time, with this Blake Bortles thing, it's really just a safety net because. If Aaron Rodgers does play by week one, are they really going to have room for him on the roster? I don't think so. Because there's no way that the Green Bay Packers are going to carry three quarterbacks on the roster come week one. Jordan Love can't afford to compete with Blake Bortles and lose because that'll kill his confidence. And then that'll actually make Aaron Rodgers look at them like, 
wow, this back. You just you guys just keep fucking up, don't you? Like, imagine if he doesn't beat out Bortles in the preseason, and he's QB number three and active. And Bortles, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurts, Bortles is going out there. Do yeah. you trust Blake Bortles for a team that was like a play away from the Super Bowl? I mean, but when you look at everything else that's out there, what else are you going to get? Tim Tebow? <laughs> you know, we can go outside and fight. <laughs> I'd rather have Nick Foles. Uh, like, at the I'd same time, Nick in Green, Bay, Green Bay. If, if Blake Portals does play in Green Bay, what are they going to do? They're going to hand off the ball. Because they have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, but eventually you have to pass. And he'll make it, he'll telegraph his passes to Devontae Adams. Yeah. And get picked. Aaron Rodgers will throw a dime to a nobody receiver. I mean, they have a. He a, made a Robert somewhat, so, Yeah, a somewhat decent tight end, but at the same time, I think he, I think his claim to fame last year was Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. You got 10 touchdown catches. Yeah. From Aaron Rodgers. Like, uh, so, I, I don't know what Who else. knows? I think, I, I, I mean, I just don't, I really just don't see him on the team, on the roster at week one. So, yeah. I, I, I just, whatever. Moving on, Tom Brady potentially passing Drew B's, uh, Brees on all-time passing lists by the New England game. What? So he could realistically surpass because he's only like a thousand one hundred and sixty nine yards away from passing Drew Brees' all time passing record. Okay, and since Brees is retired, Brady could just average three hundred yards a game passing. Well, when do they play New England? Week four. Week four. All right. I mean, yeah, it's just Tom Brady's going to. Pass him anyway, so. Like Christian Wirfs, or Tristan Wirfs, who was their first-round pick last year, a steal out of Iowa, only gave up one sack last year. He's going to be even better after having essentially damn near an all-pro year as a rookie and winning a Super Bowl. That offensive line is going to be even better going into this season. All the receivers are coming back. They even got more running backs. There's even more weapons for Brady at his disposal. He can throw her for 350 yards easy. They don't even have to run the ball like that. That's the crazy thing. Well, let me ask you this. With with Tampa Bay returning all 22 starters and everything, in the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl, is it for them to lose or do you take the field? I take the field because the Panthers could shock everybody. Panthers? They got two 1,000-yard wide receivers. That's bold, dude. We're definitely buying you a yeah. Tim Tebow jersey for that. Yeah, we're definitely buying Christian, you a Tim Tebow jersey for that. Christian McCaffrey. Nah, Sam Darnold. You, you, you get Clawson last year's Teddy Bridgewater jersey, bro. A, a chip what? A Jimmy Clausen jersey. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Pickles. <laughs> Just buy me a, a Philip Walker jersey. You can play in the XFL. All right, next one. But no, buy me a Musa Muhammad jersey. I mean, yeah, well, let's just move on. The Raiders nightclub in the end zone at the new Death Star Stadium in Las Vegas. Turnover. Who the fuck is going to pay $600 to get in that fucking... $654. To get in that fucking stadium. To go to a fucking nightclub and get bottle service and spend more money. Like, bro, take your ass to the fucking hundreds of nightclubs on that little fucking five-mile stretch in the middle of the desert... 
and call it a day. Like the you don't on. need to go to the fucking Allegiant Stadium to have a turn up. Like there's plenty of places with pools and beautiful women and drugs on the strip. <laughs> like you don't need to go to an NFL stadium for that. Like yeah, probably in fucking uh Green Bay, Wisconsin, and fucking Arrowhead Stadium. Like, yeah, maybe you might need a need, in Buffalo. Like, you probably need a nightclub in those stadiums. But in Vegas, that's not really necessary. It's kind of overkill, and I think it just attracts the wrong crowd. Yeah, why would you want to have security over there during a football game and a nightclub at the same time? Raider fans already fight each other enough. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't need a bunch of fucking corporate snobs in the fucking lounge in the end zone. That's what exactly is going to be. It's going to be like a convention from China or something, and yeah. those guys are going to get turned up during a bunch the football of people game. that yeah. have never seen football before will just be in there, fucking barely glimpsing at the game. Like, bro, go to a sports bar. Like the corner bar. Go to three, fucking Tilt to Kill, bro. I don't know. Go to wow. Wild Wings. Did like, you just what fucking the fuck? say Tilt to Kill, bro? Yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> R.I.P. the Stove Piper. I'm a Stove Piper. Uh, Twin Peaks. Shout out to Corner Bar 352. Oh, yeah. I went there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, they have all these off-brands that originally originated from Hooters, you know? Is there any Hooters open anymore? Yeah, there are. Yeah, a lot. They're on. A lot, surprisingly. Yeah. Oh, shit. But uh, here's my the take. The beer at Twin, Pe- Twin Peaks was really cold, though. Yeah. They did well in, in New Mexico, those those restaurants, for sure. Watch fights and everything like that, yeah. Yeah. So here's what I got to say. Fuck what y'all saying. I this is gonna be this is gonna make so much money. It's going to bring out the biggest consortium of fuckboys and fake bottle girls and Instagram influencers. Like they're gonna be shuffling on the dance. This is gonna be so much nasty shit. And let's but be honest, like, the Raiders you don't are gonna need a make dance floor at a stadium during a football they're game. They're gonna have a mosh pit for when the Raiders fucking lose and they're mad. And think about it. I think one they own like the Wyndham or whatever some hotel that starts with a W. Whoever like, the win. Yeah. So then they're gonna call it the Wind Zone. Yeah. Think about it. It's the Wind Zone. And then, if you can only play music at a certain level during these games, so you're going to have a live DJ, people are going to be drunk off their ass. You know what's going to happen? is They're going to be like a primetime game when it's dark, and you're going to have dudes wearing their sunglasses, and they're complaining about how dark it is in there. It's Vegas, bro. <laughs> <That> shit. <laughs> and then they're going to have a, once they open buffets again in Vegas, oh, it's done. It's a wrap. Mm, like, buffet. Vegas, yes. Buffet at Allegiant, Allegiant Stadium? They're going to have buffet. You might as well have a buffet. And, like, shit, the Atlanta Falcons Stadium has fucking a barbershop in the damn stadium. Along with, like, great food. So, imagine, like, all these venues, like I said earlier, with the schedule, it's just a place to go drink and get fucked up and have fun. That's why the Hollywood Bowl is reopening. That's why... All this shit is going to reopen. They're going to reopen with a fucking nightclub. The Raiders are just going to be like, damn, I wish I was there because it was lit just for the experience. And you know who's going to spend most of their hard-earned money to get there and make some memories? Guess. People 18 to 24. Because who the fuck else can afford to be in nightclubs past the age of 30 with sore knees? None of us. 
corporate people. Some people gonna, trade shows. Some, some people made out last year too, man. They're going. <laughs> that's going to be private events. They're going to have concerts in the fucking stadium on away games. The nightclub inside of a stadium pays for itself inside of the stadium, which pays for itself. It is brilliant. They are going to be printing money out of every orifice that is available. Hmm. Morally, you can disagree with it. But, like, it's like if I could open a strip club in a nightclub, I'd fucking do it. Because strip club food is amazing. Okay, I'm on board. I'm on board with it. In Vegas? I'm legal? on board with it if it's like a regular ass nightclub and anybody can walk in there and you don't need a ticket to go in there. It's a nightclub but in the stadium. It, it's in the end zone. That's what I'm saying. So if you can just walk in there and like not have a ticket and go in the nightclub and like be, be adjacent to the game. Be restricted to the field? No, be restricted to just the no, I'm saying you're area. restricted from the field. Yeah, you're just restricted to whatever the nightclub area is. You can't go around the whole stadium. You just have to stay in the nightclub. Then I'm fine with that. But if it's going to be like a VIP thing to where it's like, okay, there's only this amount of seats in here that we can sell or like you have to buy this premium package. Like, I'm not with that. Yeah, you might as well get a box. Yeah, you might as well get a box, one. Like, and two, you're just going to have a bunch of people who aren't Raiders fans at the game taking up seats from other Raiders Ain't fans. that already happening? Exactly. Ain't and that that's Chargers just games? Make it worse. That's just going to make it worse. That was Chargers games when they were at Cal State Dominguez Hills. All right, next up. All right. The Washington football team, still without a mascot, signs whole draft class. Are things turning around in Washington? Low key. I'm giving it a touchdown. Uh, the linebacker they got out of Kentucky, lightning fast, only helps solidify their front seven. They already have a, a dude we interviewed at the Senior Bowl, a former Michigan linebacker who runs a 4-5, Kaliki Hudson. So they have fast, athletic, strong linebackers, versatile, because Hudson was a former safety. And then you got one of the fastest, just best defensive lines in football, Deron Payne, uh, another Alabama D tackle. Uh, I think Matt Ionetis is back. And then you got Sweat on one side and, um, you know, Chase Young on the other. And is uh, Ryan Kerrigan still there or is he a free agent? I think Kerrigan yeah. might be a free agent. I think he is a free agent. I mean, yeah, I agree. That's That defense is going to be scary. And they just, if they can fix that corner situation and safety situation, it's a wrap. And if they somehow find a way to finesse Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they'll definitely make the playoffs in that division. They'd be a, they'd be a Super Bowl favorite. If they get Aaron Rodgers and don't have to give up any key building pieces on defense, and they just sign Charles Leno in free agency, yeah, they would be my pick. So, you know. I think it's a win. They get, their, they get their draft class signed. Ron Rivera knows how to coach guys up. I mean, is Dallas going to compete this year, though? Like, they've been they've been favorites to pick the win the Super Bowl for five years in a row. If, if Zeke and Dak don't get hurt. Yeah. I still think Zeke's a little overrated. 
Better trigger. Nothing? No, no Nothing? trigger. No trigger. Pete doesn't give zero fucks this episode. Yeah, he's on Twitter or something. I'm, I'm, I feel disrespected. <laughs> He just I think more him. He's exhausted of firing back at Zeke Elliott. <laughs> he's tired of defending him. He's like, I was a whole president. He has like a whole fucking website, PowerPoint, uh, Twitter account dedicated to like Zeke. So, what else can you say? What else can you say about Zeke? He's what, in year seven? Six? Can we move on to the next topic? Might, might be over, bro. Hmm. All right. Players switching to single-digit numbers. Like, what the fuck is that, bro? How is that a touchdown or a turnover? All these cats switching Who to single-digit numbers. Who are all these cats? Who are all these cats? Robert Woods. This is why I don't pay attention, bro. Robert Woods. This is why I don't pay attention. Yeah, Eddie Jackson's going to go number four in Chicago. <laughs> okay, is that Ooh. in the rundown? Yeah. No, it's not. There's no link. There's no nothing. You didn't. Well, a lot of players pay are doing attention this. to the story, fam. <laughs> I know. Man, there's no research. Of, I know a lot of players are doing it, but everybody's coming up with rollouts on why they want to do it. Like, personally, I think it's cool, especially with Robert Woods. He might have the best one because he literally like is a South Bay legend, and he put the number two on the map. I think it's a turnover. Deshaun wearing number uh, one. Allegedly. I don't know if it's true, but it's I saw passes. one of the players tweet out that, like, if you have an old jersey, you can swap it. I haven't done enough research to know if that's true or not. Typical. Yeah, I've heard it. But if that's not the case, then it's definitely a turnover. But even so, it's just kind of like, it's like a publicity slash money grab. Like, oh, like. Uh, we've, we're having a regular off season. Like, let's mix it up. Let's throw some adversity in there and make a bunch of people change their numbers. Like, it's just kind of boring to me. Like, all these years, all these controversies, every year people apply for numbers that they get rejected. And now, all of a sudden, 2021, after the pandemic, we just don't care about that shit anymore. Like, it's just, okay, then why did you care for the past 20 years? Well, it was also weird seeing like a linebacker wearing a single digit. I mean, um, or forty eight. That's an ugly ass. I mean, it's not that weird because it happens in college. But that's the thing. But it's in dope college. college. Yeah, yeah. In but school, in college, though, you got like people wearing the same number as long as they're not on the same uh, on the field at the same time. Yeah. You know, but the, the teams are a lot bigger. And wearing number eight is a fire ass number, no matter who you are. Number is that what number you would be? I was. I wore seventy three. That was my good now. I mean, what, 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 zero what, is a great number, too, by the way. Yeah. They shouldn't allow that in the NFL, though. Don't allow zero in the NFL. Let the kid, let the college kids have something to do. Give, give it to the kicker. Did you say X? No, give it to the center. <laughs> what were you watching? The longest yard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg wearing X. Yeah. And also, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, Vince I, McMahon with Sue. I, I agree with Pete more that it, it seems like it's a money grab. It's just it's an unnecessary reach for this. I mean, for jerseys and stuff like that. It's just practice jerseys going through the roof. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I just I think it's unnecessary, and you know, whatever. The, some of the players are getting all rounded because they could wear their college numbers again, but it's just at the same time, it's like whatever. Patrick Peterson wearing number two, seven. Oh yeah, no, seven. no, yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he but. was originally US uh, LSU number seven. That should be interesting. I wonder if more guys just let are. everybody wear the whatever fucking numbers they want. Yeah. Let there be fucking five twenty ones on one team, bro. right? Like, 
Well, moving on to the end. That's horrible. Antonio Brown playing football with a known snitch. Turnover. That was the fucking bummiest workout I've ever seen. They were fucking playing patty cake and grab ass in one drill. Really? In one 10 second This man desecrated the, the shrine of Nipsey Hussle. Are Antonio Brown's best days behind him? Yes. He did. Yeah, uh, He's yeah. never going to be a thousand yard receiver again. Yeah, but I think he'll get like 700 this so year. He's never not making the Hall of Fame either. No, I think Hall of Fame is a reach, especially he, after you know, everything he did. Everything. I mean, he burned his. I mean, what could what would have happened in in Oakland. Oakland with him? Like, I mean, if the Raiders make the playoffs, 120 catches, 1500 yards, eight touchdowns. I mean, Derek Carr would have fed him. It's just he was his own worst enemy. Yep. And Messed nobody ever life. nobody ever checked his ass. Really. That's that's the thing that he he's literally just a spoiled brat until it all fell on his face. Takashi six nine is a known federal informant. Yeah, a snitch. snitch Anyone nine. who associates with him, I look at you different. And you over here fucking playing football with this dude. You, I know you don't know unless you listen to his music. Like Antonio Brown doing shit like that, somebody on the team should have been like, "Hey, cool that shit out, bro." He already got like a whole gang. Thrown into prison He like Showed up talking shit To Nipsey Hussle Nipsey Hussle was murdered Like No he, he wasn't really, talking shit About Nipsey Hussle Yes he, he actually was He was Nah he Nipsey took Hussle a, called him a bozo and Oh you're talking about before Before he died Yeah He was talking shit about Nipsey And like All the The clown shit that he's doing Like Somebody should And he from Florida He should know But like I don't know man Florida Cats is weird, so... Is he from Florida? I thought he's from New York. I don't think he's from Florida. No, Antonio Brown's from Florida. Oh, Antonio, yeah, he is. But he's definitely like, from Florida. I'm like, I don't know what, why you thought, like, who thought it would be good for your PR or just your image in general to be associated with a dude who's a fucking felon. Yeah, I don't, I don't He think testified, so. like, there were memes from it, but, like, he literally testified to gang activity, murder... Rape, kidnapping, all types of shit. Serious gang activity. And no, I, if I was Bruce Irvin, I'm like, I'd, be, I'd cut his ass if I was Bruce Irvin. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know who this dude is? Well, Tom Brady wants him there. Yeah, Tom Brady wants him there, but I'd be like, Tom, did you not remember what happened with Aaron Hernandez? It might be a slightly different situation, but you don't even want that type of person around you. What if... You just start hey, seeing. Tom, Tom still had a career after that too. Yeah. What if you see Takashi Six Nine around the Buccaneers more often, the same way Kodak Black hangs around the Baltimore Ravens? You think that's like people aren't gonna be like, "Yo, this is nasty." Yeah. That's a huge turnover for him to even be around Takashi Six Nine. I don't know what the fuck Antonio Brown will be thinking, but that's not the move at all. Yeah. That's just me. All right, so can we move to the rants? Yeah. Anybody want to go first? You look like you're itching to go first because you're standing up. <laughs> it's fucking hot, bro. It's I'm tired. Here. I'm fucking hungover now. Like, <laughs> it's all those Jaeger bombs or what? Fuck. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really have much this week. It's been kind of a status quo week. Uh, kind of boring, but yeah, it it is nice that things are getting back to somewhat normal. I'm fully vaccinated now, so I have that full vaccinated privilege. Shout out to me. 
Shout out to Izzy finishing her last final, graduating. Congratulations, Izzy. And power through. Yeah, that's about it. And her last paper was on Mac Miller, so salute. That's cool. Nice. Um, I'll go. So, uh, big news. I haven't even told you guys yet. Um, wow. I'm officially, uh, my wife and I are officially in escrow for a house in Los Angeles. Hey! Yeah. So, Power okay. moves only. Okay. Uh, Power moves only. Congrats. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm, I'm officially an adult now. Jesus Christ. But um, we, uh, we put an offer on a house that was just, I can't believe that we were able to get in Baldwin Hills. Um, Sick. Four bedroom, for so closer uh, something too. yeah so a little closer here and all just straight up La Cienega, literally on La Cienega. Um a little noisy on La Cienega, but uh yeah we we were accepted offer uh, loan down payment everything so um, whole new I don't know chapter stresses everything until this close and stuff so um yeah so uh, just kind of a big thing and. Never in my life did I ever think I would be able to be in this. So definitely big props to my wife for definitely pushing through with this. And, um, yeah, never knew this would ever be a reality. So um, anybody out there, if I could do this, you know, work hard and you could do it too. Does it feel weird to, like, like you're going to have, like, a home now? Yeah. I mean. Because, like, I mean, your your wife is from abroad. Mm-hmm. You've lived all over the country, so like yeah, it's uh, now you guys are gonna be like tied to one place for at least a minute. Yeah, I mean we definitely see our lives here. Um, I mean one thing when I talked to her to coming from England, I, I we had a serious conversation, and um, instead of me going over there, there's that I thought with her background and everything that she would thrive here, and mm-hmm. she's has a good job. Um, other things might be in the mix too. I mean that's just down the road, but um. You know, and it's stuff that we've gone through, just like our first year of marriage being in a pandemic and stuff. And so, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, and and this market now is just absolutely insane. We're just lucky to find this place that maybe we went in a little fast because we're scared of other people do, uh, to put bids on this house, too. But um, um, it's, uh, it's absolutely just, you know, something... I never thought it would happen. I mean, maybe not in this state, but, uh, you know, and this is uh, something. So you got to keep looking at it. It's going to be a challenge, but you're investing in ourselves instead of, you know, giving rent away. So um, it's just a, it's a big step. And my emotions have been everywhere this last week, but um, we are officially in escrow. So just who knows? Congrats, man. Thanks. Man, Go ahead, hit, Kenny. Hit that, hit that uh, applause button for yourself. Deserve it. Together. So yeah, I'm gonna keep up the positive vibes. Shit's just like a lot of shit's been revealed to me like in the past couple weeks. And I'm thankful for that. Like the patience that I have now that I didn't have in my early 20s is, like, allowing me to make some really clutch decisions um, going forward. And, yeah, y'all were talking about it, uh, how um, restaurants and places are hiring and they're desperate for people with experience. 
and some of them are actually willing to actually pay like a proper wage, like nineteen, twenty, at least seventeen and up. Um, that's not a lot of money, but shit, it's enough if you're working towards something and um, you have a goal. And it's funny because my mom, she like Facebook reminded her and reminded me like two years ago on Mother's Day, which was May twelfth, I graduated from CSUN. Um, first was black grad. The 19th was like my actual graduation and just everything I went through at that moment, that time period, um, I saw a friend and I even, when Pete asked me, um, after graduation, he was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel vindicated. He was like, that's not really an emotion. That's just like, that's, that's not like, how do you really feel? And to be honest, I was too close to everything that was happening in my life. Like it was happening real time and I really couldn't appreciate the progress and, and everything. But now like I, I quit my job. My last day is next Friday. You're about to quit your job. And it felt great. Like more and more shit kept happening this week that I'm just like, you can't stay in situations that you know just aren't going to get any better just for the hope that it will get better and that, like, oh, I should I should be loyal to this. I should no, like I was loyal to my coworkers by walking to HR and telling them like, look, I'm gonna give you a three week notice and then I'm out of here. Nobody gives a three week notice. It's two. You only have to get two. Um but like I really care about my coworkers and like I know the bullshit they go through and what they deal with and I'm gonna miss them all. But it comes to a point where it's just like, I just got to make the best moves for myself. And like, even if things aren't working the way I want them to on some fronts, I got to be happy with what I have, what I've accumulated. Like this job, it's it'll hold a place in my heart because this was like the job that I used to get out of my job when I was working at Geronimo's in the dorms and that was going nowhere. And then this job, was my third job that I was working. And this is the first, like, full-time job where I had really good benefits and the pay was more than I was used to. And I had a routine and things were cool. And I'm like, okay, this is cool for now. But I'm I'm looking over the horizon because I want to do more. And I want to, like, financially put myself in a good spot. My credit was bad because I had a bunch of debt and I didn't pay none of that shit off. Um... But uh, with this job I had, I ended up paying off all my debt. My credit's really good now, saving up some money, having a chance to make some trips, um, do some different things. And I'm just thankful. You know, everything comes to an end at one point. Like every season, whatever the fuck that saying is, everybody has their season or some bullshit. Every rose has its thorn. There we go. Every dark, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Like... So, in this case, this is a cool chapter that I'm closing on my life. Like, this job was connected to me going to school and having the money to actually pay off that last semester. So, I feel like this job is, like, me leaving it is, like, the final closing of that chapter. Um, Because I felt like I was just holding Jesus, you buried the lead on that. How how did I bury the lead? You could have started with that. I could have, but it's me. That's the lead. 
Could you shut the fuck up? Well, I'm just saying, you oh, gave us your, t- your entire fucking annotated bibliography. Yeah, well, guess what? Everybody's story is different, so shut your bitch ass up. But anyway, to close it out, um, yeah, I'm just There's thankful. more? I'm going to hit you in the throat. <laughs> I'm going to hit you in the throat. Uh, but yeah, like Mateo, I'm going to hit you right in the fucking throat, I swear. Uh, but yeah, I'm just thankful, man, for like this chapter's coming to an end. Had like seven job offers. I can kind of just pick which ones I want. And I still got a couple interviews coming up. So life is good. Like, it's not perfect, but it's better than it was before. And I just have to keep on with my long-term goals and plans. And shout out to my mom. You thought I forgot, mom. I didn't forget. (laughs) My mom's birthday, birthday, May 15th. Happy birthday. (laughs) It will be this Saturday. I'm going to get her drunk and we're going to go to the beach. I'm probably going to be high off an edible or she'll be high off an edible. I don't know. Whatever my mom wants to do. She doesn't want to go out to eat, but she wants to be out in public. It's weird. Um, I was like, mom, we can go like to places and like get food. She's like, no. Uh, but that's fine. She don't want, she don't want to take off the mask, does she? She says she might not. Yeah. It's weird. But, you know, shout out to my mom. She was there for me. She's been there for me some of the darkest times of my life. And she's been like, if there was a story, like a movie on a person that I could write, my mom's been through some wild shit. I can't even say some of it on the air, but just man, like my mom's been through some shit and I'm happy for her. So salute to you, mom. And she listens every week. So thanks. Love you. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Shout out to my older sister, my younger sister, even though my younger sister's a fucking scumbag. Love you, Chelsea. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking scumbag. Well, shout out to the Good News Sports. Shout out to FBC Radio. Shout out to X Squad Affiliates. Shout out to all the podcast apps. Shout out to everyone who fucks with us. Rate it. Touch com. You can find it on demand there as well as your favorite podcast app. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week and it'll be better. And by the way, that new J. Cole dropped, and I honestly don't give two fucks about it. Yeah, I don't do. need to hear any yeah, more music do. from J. Cole. I really don't. Yeah, you do. Like, no, look at me in my no, face. yeah, you do. I really yeah, don't care do. that J. Cole has music yeah, dropping for the first time in forever. I yeah, don't give a fuck. because J. Cole makes music for boring people who don't read. That's slanderous, and we can't make that the title. That's, That's the title, though. Music for. Like, people who I definitely seem smart, but like... Y'all should pick up a book and read. I definitely, I definitely read books. You're just an asshole. All right, man. We'll All right, y'all. Fuck out of here. Thanks for chilling with us. Yeah, I don't. I, I give zero fucks about that new J Cole <laughs> song. I don't care at all. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Cold world. You're a piece. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.